My name is Victoria, and I am joined with my co-host, Baz. A huge thank you goes out to all of our listeners out there tuning into our podcast. You are listening to How to Handle, a podcast for teens from a teen on how to handle things that need to be handled. A huge shout-out goes to our sponsor for this episode, the Peter Pan Foundation, which is a family-owned, non-profit charity dedicated to giving underprivileged kids amazing opportunities and holiday experiences. Our episode today is how to handle ADHD, so grab a snack and get ready as we dive right on in. Before we can handle ADHD, we need to understand it. In disclaimer to our listeners before we start, I'm not a doctor or a licensed professional, and you think you have ADHD or you resonate with this episode, you should talk to your doctor or to a licensed professional. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, more commonly known as ADHD, is a mental health disorder and a neurodevelopmental condition. The exact causes of ADHD are not fully understood, although it is shown to be quite genetic and ADHD will oftentimes run in the family. People with ADHD are neurodiverse rather than neurotypical, and oftentimes people who suffer from ADHD will also have additional mental health issues or disorders. ADHD tends to be diagnosed in children early, usually in the age range of 6 to 12 years old, but not always, because ADHD often goes undiagnosed in girls due to different presentations of symptoms, and the symptoms that do get presented that are normal often get shoved under the rug, like talking too much is just a girl thing. And we can see this heavily because the ratio of ADHD from to guys to girls is four to one. And this doesn't mean that ADHD is more prominent in guys. It just means that it's more prominently diagnosed in males. Now, some common negative symptoms of ADHD are impulsivity, having no filter, hyperactivity, inattention, having a bad short-term memory, getting easily distracted, constantly fidgeting or touching things that you maybe shouldn't, Um, and having an inability to sit still. Now, sometimes ADHD is referred to as a superpower because of the good effects of it. And those good effects can be a heightened creativity, heightened or good or better problem-solving skills, um, heightened compassion, good long-term memories, they're very observant, they're good multitaskers, they have a strong moral compass, and they usually often unique perspectives on, co- on conversations. Now, one thing that is known to be a good and bad thing of ADHD is hyperfocusing. And it's known as a good thing because when you hyperfocus, you can get work done really easily. But it can be bad because you lose track of time if you're doing something that maybe you should wait for later to do. Now, ADHD affects the development of the brain and the nervous system, and it can have side effects like constantly fidgeting or not being able to focus on one task. Now that we have an understanding on what ADHD actually is, we can get into the part that everyone has been waiting for, how to handle ADHD. But first, before we get into that, We're going to take a short intermission break so you can go stretch your legs or get another healthy snack 
and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you're all ready because we are going to dive right in. Our first tip of the day is going to help in getting a morning routine without having a routine. How are we going to do this and what do you mean? Well, here's what you do. You're going to write out five categories, each listed minimal, easy, medium, tricky, and difficult in a journal. As you can see, they're all difficulty levels and this will come in handy later. Now, under each of these five categories, you're going to write out activities you want to do in the morning or activities you like doing in the morning and sort them out to how difficult they are to you. So if you like reading in the morning but you and you find it something that's really easy, put it under minimal or really easy. Um, if you like working out in the morning but you find it's very tricky or very difficult, put it in tricky or difficult. It's all just how easy it is for you and how easy you think it'll be for you. And then you're going to want to put a minimum of three activities in each category just so you have options. And how you want to imply this into your day, into your morning, is every morning when you wake up, you're going to do a self-assessment and see how much energy you have and then pick an activity based on how much energy you have. This will trick your brain because it makes you believe that you have more control over your mornings than being stuck to a schedule. And it also tricks your brain because you get to decide what you're doing and you get to decide what you're doing based on how much energy you have. So it's just a really good way to get into morning habits without having a set routine. Now our second tip is going to help with your hyperfixation or your hyperfocus. And this will make your hyperfixation not be a bad aspect to ADHD and you'll be able to maximize your hyperfixation. So what you're going to want to do is before you do an activity that you think or you know you will get hyperfixated or hyperfocused on, set preferably a phone alarm or you can set another type of alarm, but it's preferably a phone alarm, and set that alarm to be a specific sound. In this specific sound, you only want to use it for this alarm so that your brain links whatever sound you choose for your alarm to breaking hyperfixation or your hyperfocus. And so what you're going to want to do is right before you do an activity that you know you're going to get hyperfixated or hyperfocused on, or you think you're going to do it, set a timer for how long you want to do that activity for, and then set your alarm to, like, when you want to get out of your hyperfocus, that alarm will go off. This can help because if you want to let out your creativity and you want to paint, but you know that you get hyperfixated, and you also want to do other things in the day, set an alarm for maybe 30, to two hour, 30 minutes to two hours 
Um, and so that you can hyperfocus and you can get creative, but you can also do other things throughout your day. Now, I recommend a phone alarm for the sole purpose that there's a visual and an auditory reminder. The visual reminder is you can label your alarm, break hyperfocus, or do other things. And so it's just a really good way for you to break your hyperfocus and be able to use it to your advantage. Now, our third tip for the day is going to help with remembering those things that your mom asked you to do or your mom asked you a reminder of or remembering what you want to grab from the kitchen or just remembering things that you store in your short-term memory. Because as we remember, people with ADHD have bad short-term memories but amazing long-term memories. So I've seen some people say and do this where they tell you to tie a string around your finger or tie a bracelet around your arm. And this might work for some people, but I feel that people with ADHD, we might, one of two things can happen, or one of three things. The first thing is that you see this string or you see this thing that you tied around your finger or your arm, and it will actually remind you of what you need to do, and it's an easy and good way to help. And if that works for you, that's great. This tip doesn't apply to you then. But another one of two things, other bad things that can happen are you see the string tied around your arm or your hand and you forget what it's for. So you know it's supposed to remind you of something, but you forget what it's for. Or you forget that it's reminding you of something and you take it off without thinking. So some two things that you can do to help you remember is the first, again, setting a phone alarm and labeling that phone alarm for what you need to remember. You can set one to three alarms, prefer, or preferably not anymore, because when we have too many alarms, it makes us just want to shut them all off. And people with ADHD, it's really good to use alarms because it can keep us on time, which we have trouble doing, and it can help us remember things, which we also have trouble doing. And so our second trick to helping you remember things is our brain links memory sometimes to scents or um, sights or sounds or actions. So while you're thinking of this thing you need to do and repeating it in your brain or while you're taking in information of that thing you need to do, do an action that you repeatedly do, like cracking your knuckles or whatever you do, or smelling something that you don't usually smell or something that you constantly smell and this can help because if you do that action again or if you smell that thing again it can link your brain to that memory and will make a neural link in your brain and then you will be able to remember what you needed to remember now before we get into our last tip just remember that if you're curious about learning more about ADHD or you want to see if you have ADHD, the internet, while it is a good place, you can start. It is also filled with a lot of phony information or fake information. So I'd recommend talking to a doctor or a licensed professional. Or something that you can also do is talking to someone or a friend or someone you know who has ADHD because they will probably be able to help you somehow, anyhow.
Um, and if you want to learn more of my tips or tricks, or you just want to learn more about ADHD from me and my personal experiences, you can email me or text me or call me. I'd suggest texting me out of all three of those options because I don't get notifications for emails, so I infrequently check it. And my calls will sometimes get silenced just automatically. I can't control it. But if you do want to email me, my email is manget.victoria at gmail.com. Or if you want to call me or text me, my phone number is 647-535-9778. Now, for our fourth and final trick, we are going to go over a trick that can help with a range of activities like studying, doing your homework, doing chores, or really just anything that needs you to focus, like watching a TV show or talking to friends even. Um, in this tip, it is pretty long, so I suggest, so I will say try not to zone out. You may or you may not. Um, but it all comes down to stimulating your brain because people with ADHD, their brains need stimulation and like constant stimulation. So if you give the brain what it needs, it'll focus better and it will work more effectively and more like a well-oiled machine. Now, there are many, many ways to stimulate your brain, but I'm going to give you three easy ways to stimulate your brain or to help you focus or like doing things you need to be doing. So the first one is to just chew gum while you're doing whatever you need to do. Now, this helps because it allows for sensory stimulation and just um, you're moving your jaw. So you're moving a part of your body. So you're also on top of having like different tastes that you're um, that are stimulating your brain and the different like textures to the gum. You're also getting physical stimulation. Um, and so chewing gum as you do daily tasks or studying can heavily increase um, focusing and productivity. Um, our second one, which you've probably heard before, and you've probably heard people say it's complete bogus, is listening to music or white noise or even podcasts or just whatever you want to listen to or whatever you prefer to listen to. Now, this helps is because it also gives us auditory stimulation, but it also gives our brain something to subconsciously focus on as we're doing work but if you're watching a tv show in the background or if you're listening to a podcast or especially when you're listening to music I would highly 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 suggest listening to music that you haven't heard before or listening to a podcast that you haven't heard before um and this is more recommended because if you're listening to music that you know all the words too, or you're listening to your favorite playlist, sometimes your brain can bring it out of the subconscious and bring it into your active thought um, as you're trying to focus, and you can try and jam along to the music, which isn't always bad because this can also provide physical stimulation. But it becomes bad when our brain wants to more focus on being creative with the music and like singing or like jamming along than actually doing work you need to do. So if you listen to mu new music, then you don't know the words. And so it can be harder to sing along to it. Now, our third tip is a three-in-one. Um, and it's when you're writing notes or studying or trying to intake a lot of information, 
It's to make your notes simple, colorful, and relaxing. Now that's a lot, and I know, and it can be a bit confusing, um, but don't turn back because this has helped me and many of my friends so much. And so let's break it down. How do you make your notes simple? Well, it's all how you prefer to do it. I know people who want to make their notes look really like organized, and that helps because it's organization is just really helpful for them. But I know a friend who loves compacting all their notes and compressing all their notes into one page or one cue card because this can help rewrite their brain and like figure out tricks to compress this information and save it in their head. Or you can use short forms, whatever you want. But if you find that simplifying notes doesn't help you and you need to have every single word of like a presentation or your study notes, then do that. Because what works for me and what works for me and my friends might not always work for you and your friends. Now, colorful. Why do we want to make our notes colorful? Well, if we make it look like we're having an art project, our brain makes it enact creativity more. And people with ADHD have a heightened creativity. So this stimulates our creativity, and if we make it colorful or more creative or add little little doodles on our notes, um, again, this can enact our creativity, and therefore, it will make our brain care about it more, and it will trick our brain into processing the information more. Again, this works for me and some of my friends, but it doesn't work for all of them because they can get overly distracted on making their notes too colorful And then they just don't intake the notes and they just focused on coloring. Or if you don't like coloring or making it more creative, you can color code. So certain things go with certain colors. This can also help. Um, And now make it relaxing. How do you make studying or doing homework a stressful thing relaxing? And it all comes down to giving yourself breaks. Whether that's you study for a whole day, to take a day-long break. Study for a whole day, take a day-long break. This might work for you. It might not. Something, the 25-5 method might work for you. Where you study hardcore or you do just completely focused work for 25 minutes. And then you get to take a five-minute break. For some people, this doesn't work because they find going in, in and out of that consciousness of intense work doesn't work and when you go on your break you just lose all that focus and you can't do the work anymore so with this third trick and our fourth tip um it's all about what works for you but something i would highly recommend against because i know a lot of people with adhd would highly recommend against this is having a rewarding system And having a rewarding system is bad for people with ADHD because we're known to be quite impulsive. Um, And why am I bringing that up? Uh, Well, say you're you're writing an English essay and you say, every single paragraph I write, I get to have a snack. But say you're in the middle of writing a paragraph and you're really hungry and then you... um, Let yourself get a reward for every sentence you do. But then you feel guilty for just consistently lowering what you have to do to get your reward. 
or impulsivity will strike and you'll just want to immediately eat your snacks or just eat it. And then guilt comes in and instead of focusing on your work, you feel guilty for breaking your rewarding system. And if this work and if a rewarding system works for you, that's great. But if it doesn't, you're not alone. I know a lot of people like that. Um, and so just know that it isn't just you. And a lot of people suffer from not being able to follow a rewarding system. guys, gals, and non-binary pals, that brings us to the end of this episode of How to Handle ADHD Edition. We hope you learned something new or gained a few tricks along the way, and we'd like to thank everyone for listening to our show, and we hope you have a good rest of your day. Goodbye!